Testing one, two, three, here I go. Give me that microphone. Welcome to the Makeup Artist Chronicle, where we are demystifying the hype in the beauty industry and giving it to you real. I'm your host, Julia Lupin. Hello, my angels, my darlings. How are you? Happy Friday. Really quickly, I just want to say my allergies are so bad. So if I sound a little nasally or a little like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but the show must go on. It is Friday and it's a brand new episode. I have a little bit of a challenge for you. If you would please humor me, congratulate yourself on making it another week. Maybe you had one less mental breakdown. Maybe you went to bed before midnight. You know, congratulate yourself on the small wins. And I want to say thank you so much for everyone who reached out. It was almost an even split. Half of you were like, hey, are you okay? That last episode, like, are you okay? I'm concerned. And you were just so supportive and sweet. And then the other half of you were like, I too am unwell. I too am not okay. I think so many of us have reached our breaking point in this pandemic. Some earlier, some around this time. Luckily, we have this really great community where we all got each other's backs no matter what. So pat yourself on the back if you, you know, made it through this week and you had some more wins than last week. And even if you didn't, pat yourself on the back for the wins that you did have. I am doing a little bit better. I wasn't entirely. So like many people during this pandemic, I was like on the couch, working from home, very much not leaving my sweatpants, going from the bed to the couch. I stopped going to the gym. And so I got squishy. I got squishy and I got tired and my skin started looking not so great and my sleep cycle was all off. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to go on, I'm going to do a summer shred, meaning I'm going to get back to working out. I am going to get back to eating more wholesome foods, less processed foods, less stuff from the frozen food aisle, less, you know, sugar, definitely less sugar, less caffeine. So I decided this past Monday... I'm just going to stop. I'm not, I'm going to have matcha instead of coffee and I'm going to really downsize my sugar. I pulled up this meal plan, this pescatarian meat plan. I've been a vegetarian pescatarian, like I've gone back and forth for many, many years. And I was like, let me just go back to this again. So I did that meal plan. I cut out most most sugars. I'm literally only getting sugar from like maple syrup and very small quantities, but it's a lot of salad. It's a lot of greens, a lot of vegetables, a lot of nuts and fish and quinoa, like very healthy, nutritious, nutritious things. And I'm working out every day, but I'm just doing like a half an hour, like I'm doing a Pilates or a bar or a yoga. And depending on where my energy level's at, I'm kind of just doing as much as I can to keep myself motivated. And so I'm like eight weeks that way. By the time I'm vaccinated and we're all, you know, me and my vaccinated friends and family are all able to hang out by a pool or something like 
I will just feel strong. You know what I mean? I'll be honest with you. It really, really started out from like an aesthetics point of view. Like, oh, I'm I'm squishy. Like, I want to get back to like being in shape. But very quickly, it became more about the wellness aspect. And I listen, I am not anyone to preach a wellness kind of thing. I'm not going all Gwyneth on you. I'm not going Miranda Kerr on you. I'm not mixing rose quartz into my matcha just yet. But the truth is that I have been feeling stronger and I have been sleeping regularly and getting better sleep. And my skin has been so much better since I kind of started really looking at what I put in my body and how it affects my energy levels throughout the day. But I say all this because if you are considering detoxing from sugar, detoxing from caffeine, like I did not realize the withdrawal that my body would go through. So I started this on Monday and I was feeling okay. And then Tuesday, I could not get out of bed. I was in bed. I was sweating. I was lethargic. I could barely get up to shower, which I'm literally sitting here again, second week in a towel, fresh from the shower, because that's where I get my best thoughts. My best kind of imagination is in the shower. But I could barely shower. I was just like out. It felt like I had the flu and then I started panicking and I was like, oh my goodness, do I have COVID? Like what is happening? Do I have the flu? And so I was just like, I measured my temperature. I didn't have a fever, but I just had all of these symptoms of a flu. And then I realized I went online and I read like, what are the symptoms of detoxing from sugar? And it's literally like, you will feel like you have the flu, like depending on your intake. And my intake was super high. Like I literally would make a very, very, very strong, very, very big mug of coffee for my caffeine. I would put cream in there and then I would have like a pastry. That was my breakfast every single morning, like every single morning. And so throughout the day, it would just be more carbs and processed things and not a lot of vegetables. And so I've really tried to turn that around. And so Tuesday, I thought I was on my deathbed. I was like, I am not feeling well. I can't get out of bed. I can't do anything. Wednesday, still a little bit fatigued, but a little bit better. And then yesterday, Thursday was feeling great. I'm recording this the morning that it's going to hit. So it's Friday morning. I'm sitting here recording this podcast and I feel great. I feel fantastic. I like jumped out of bed. Lately, I've been like oversleeping this week. I've been oversleeping, rolling out of bed, feeling off kilter. Today, I rolled out of bed. I was ready to start my day. I had a very fulfilling breakfast. I made homemade granola. Like I made my own granola. Who is she? But I made my own granola. I had that with my matcha. I did my Pilates workout. I showered. I did a full body exfoliation, which if you are not on the Frank's body train, I would say get on board. Their body scrub, their in-shower body scrub is insane. It's literally just like coffee grinds with essential oils and all of these hydrating and moisturizing ingredients. And it is a little bit uncomfortable because you literally just turn off your water, put it all over your body, wait there for two to three minutes, and then rinse it off. And it, your shower will literally just be covered in coffee grinds. But if you can deal with that, then I think the benefit is really, really great. It's an amazing product. And do you feel awkward standing there kind of cold, covered in this stuff while the water's off? Yes, at first. But if you have like an automated, one of those, um, mecha- not mechanical, 
yeah, mechanical toothbrushes, like the electric toothbrushes. If you have an electric toothbrush, then that times out at two minutes. So literally just brush your teeth and then when it's over, it's over your rinse. I love it so much. Anyway, so I've just been like really feeling good taking care of myself. We'll see how well I do once I do kind of re-enter into the world and we start go, being able to go out to dinner more frequently and doing all that. But right now I'm feeling so, so good. I was feeling terrible and I feel great. And honestly, I feel very strong, strong enough to kind of enter the world upon vaccination. So if you are thinking of doing something like this, doing a detox, I would say one, do it for the right reasons. I didn't. <laughs> But now I am. You know what I mean? Like I started out very much tuned into the aesthetic, but the strength and what I get from feeling good and remembering how not good I felt when I like before I started, that motivates me more than oh, I'm going to be like super cute and shredded for pool season. So really check in with what your motivators are and start slow and also probably consult like if you have friends in the medical field or if you have a great relationship with your doctor like have that conversation um because I'm definitely not recommending you start detox you detox sugar cold turkey caffeine cold turkey all of that and just like do a 180 on your life without having resources like don't be me do as I say not as I do But are we feeling better about, I don't know if you saw it. So last week, the event that kind of triggered me into my spiral into oblivion was the Oscars saying that they were going to make the ceremony, the 2021 ceremony of the Academy Awards in person only, and they were not allowing people to zoom in virtually. And it it just felt so startling to me that they were doing that. Like this is a huge celebration yes um award ceremony but it's also like a time but it's also a a marketing tool for these actors and these agencies and these like literally all of these teams and all of these representatives that were involved with the movie to then get recognition because award winners draw attention and attention equals dollars in revenue and equals momentum for those people's careers. So I understand it being necessary in the entertainment industry. Like at this point, we've made it part of the um, part of just like the industry cycle of this is production, promotion, money. And then this is almost like additional promotion via award ceremony. Anyway, there, they issued a new statement saying the producers of the Academy Awards this year were going to look at case-by-case instances where people would not be able to attend, specifically people who live or are currently working overseas because getting them visas to come into the country for this award ceremony, getting them potentially vaccinated or, or tested, and then those visas and all of these things like travel right now is highly restricted because of the the pandemic, the, the coronavirus pandemic, and the fact that we now have so many new variants of this virus that we need to shut it down at a global level. Well, we here in America need to shut it down like on a national level first, but also like global level is part of it, like restricting travel. And so 
people were like, it's either going to be super, super unaffordable for us to get there, or we just can't get there because we're overseas. And so now the producers are like, okay, we'll look at it on a case by case basis. And I was like, excuse me, excuse me. Have you not seen the other awards? Have you not seen the Grammys? Have you not seen the NAACP Image Awards? Like, there are ways, there are now ways and aesthetics to really deliver a program that is not required for people to attend in person. It's just like so many of the jobs that we're realizing could have been remote and now they are remote and it's like, really, you expect people to go back to life exactly how it was? Do I think that we will eventually return to life as it was down the line? Perhaps. Perhaps people will crave an office environment more. Do I think that we need to ease into something like that? Oh, 100%. So if you expect people to come back full swing, they probably won't. I mean, I would just because, as you can tell, I'm a person I'm of extremes, <laughs> hence going cold turkey off sugar. But I've really enjoyed working from home and I really enjoyed the freedom that it's given me because now, especially with this podcast and um, and the other podcast, the Peony and some other business ventures that I have going on, it really allows me the freedom to set my own hours and to not feel this confined need of productivity. Like productivity needs to happen between nine and noon and then one and five. Like that's not realistic for most people in terms of when they're most productive, especially if they have families, especially if they have more creative personality types. So the fact that the Oscars were doing this was a pain point. We know this, but now they've gone back and they said, okay, we'll imagine it on a case by case basis. Honestly, I feel like at this point, if you put on a full in-person production of the Academy Awards, and this is probably going to rub people the wrong way. It's going to be one of the most superficial, inhumane, and tone-deaf things to do. Like, you're basically forcing people to be there, but then you're also evaluating by a, like on a case-by-case situation who can zoom in, and then what is going to determine that? What are their standards? Or are you literally, is it just completely arbitrary? Because that's... Obviously, there is room for judgment and error there, especially when you get into the different size budgets certain films had, different genders of the leaders on that production, different races, different nationalities, different uh, um, citizenships. So I'm interested to see what they'll do. But honestly, I think forcing people to come back to do a full on expensive ceremony is it's not it's read the room read the room academy awards read the room but overall i'm i'm kind of just like we're just gonna be over here doing what we need to do to be our best and speaking of my best i feel like i need the new color pop collab have you heard of this have you seen this if you follow me on instagram which i really hope you do please let me know how you feel about this you've probably seen it there let me know how you feel about this ColourPop and Lizzie McGuire. 
Now, I've talked about these ColourPop collections before. They dropped an Animal Crossing. They dropped a Hocus Pocus. They've dropped so many of these nostalgic or timely collections. And it's really smart on their part, if you think about it. These are not products you're meant to be using. Like, there's really nothing all that special about their formulations. I'm going to be honest with you. But it's the novelty of the packaging. Like, it's a collector's item. And so I guarantee you, if you're a ColourPop collector, you're banking on the fact that you'll collect this and then down the line, it will have value. Like, I don't know, baseball cards, Pokemon cards, Digimon cards. What are we even doing these days? Are we just straight up cryptocurrency? I don't know. But I have seen so many of these ColourPop collections come down the pipe and I was like, Lizzie McGuire hit the nostalgia part of my soul. Like... I saw Hocus Pocus and I was excited about it. Some of the other drops, I was like, eh, whatever. But the Lizzie McGuire, I don't know about you, but those hairstyles, those butterfly clips, those platform flip-flops, the episode where she has to go get a bra, like formative, formative entertainment in my formative, formative years. I know so many of you that listen to this probably agree. It was just one of those shows and you know Disney was rebooting it and Hillary Duff aka Lizzie McGuire was like "Mm, this doesn't align with the vision of where Lizzie would be and how forthcoming she would be and how genuine she would be to her journey of this like now that she's grown up and so we're not going to get a Lizzie McGuire reboot anymore which is very sad but if you would like to collect this collection, I would say do it. Honestly, I am not a collector. Well, I am a collector. I love to collect magazines. That's my jam. I have magazines that are so like years and years and years old that I have been subscribing to. And I literally just save them. And it's a pain point. And it's a pain point for my fiance, which is understandable because there are magazines everywhere. But it's just one of those things that when I feel like I am missing creativity or I'm missing a spark in my day or I'm missing motivation. Sometimes I'll just sit there with my stacks upon stacks of magazines and I will just set an intention, almost like reading a tarot deck, like I'll just set an intention and I will just be like, okay, give me what I need to have a good day. You know, what do I need to have a good day? And then I'll just like pull a magazine, flip to a random page, and hopefully it inspires me. It works more times than not, to be honest. Sometimes I'll land on like a a, a Nexplanon ad or something and I'll be like, "Mm, okay, well, interesting. Let's explore that. But I don't really collect makeup and I don't haven't been collecting the ColourPop. I did I got two of the glitters from the Hocus Pocus ColourPop, but it I've used them. I used them in a look. Anyway, I've just been getting hit really hard with nostalgia. Now, did you hear this? Fran Drescher is back. I love The Nanny so much. Like that's another show that I grew up watching. And that is a show that Disney, I feel like Disney Channel came a little bit later in life, but The Nanny was on when I was like in elementary school and I would come home and watch The Nanny. And I now that I'm looking back on it, I'm like, 
Mm, probably should have went with like a Sesame Street or something, but for some reason I just love The Nanny and I watch it and now it's available and it's streaming, I believe, on Netflix. I could be wrong. Someone fact check me. But like all of the seasons are streaming, so I know exactly what I will be doing when I finish watching Winona Earp. That which is another if you're into sci-fi originals boom right there incredible it's like a paranormal western i'm really telling you a lot about you know what my aquarius soul has been experiencing but to go back to the nostalgia of the lizzie mcguire color pop just wanted to get it on your radar if you don't already know if you follow me on instagram you probably do you might have already like scooped up some of those uh please follow me at mua chronicle on all the socials and also while we're here really quick plug we are doing a Paranormal Encounters episode on the Peony. Now, some of you may know I host the Peony with my friend Lex, and we talk about all things art and culture. We have really cool interviews. We dive into topics that pertain to current events. Like we did an episode on the AAPI hate crimes that are currently ongoing in the world and have been for months. Um, but we also talked to, we have an interview with Chanel Barona, who is a... Um, a terror, professional terror reader, astrologist, and um, really focused on a lot of like shadow work and movement work and flow arts is what it's called. But we have a lot of really cool episodes. We are doing a Paranormal Encounters episode. So please slide into my DMs at MUA Chronicle or slide into our DMs at the Peony Podcast on social and let us know if you have had a paranormal and paranormal encounter. So ghost, alien, UFO, like Bigfoot, Yeti, whatever you had happened to you or whatever experience you had, go ahead and slide on into our DMs, share that story. We will feature you on the podcast. We'll feature your story, give you a little shout out on the podcast. So it's going to be a really great time. Please share your stories. I, I mean, it's I'm I'm ready to get spooked. I'm ready to giggle. I'm ready to just be a little skeptical, but also fangirl over Mulder and Scully. Anyway, this is taking a turn. What were we talking about? Lizzie McGuire. This episode. God, this episode is going to be all over the place. I apologize in advance. There were just a few little things that peeped into my mind, but there's really not a lot going on in the beauty space. I mean... I know in the beginning of the pandemic, we had so many new launches and so many people, TikTok influencers, Instagram influencers, celebrities, everyone was dropping a line. And now we've kind of gotten to like a a more chill place. Like there are still drops happening and there are still new products and brands being launched, but a lot of them are low key, like maybe a, a maker that's selling through Etsy or Shopify or, you know, a small business that is has one or two employees and is run out of an apartment. So it's really exciting to see these brands kind of coming out. And you know I love the Marketplace 13 Loon. This is not an ad for them. If they want to sponsor the pod, you know, let me know. I'll shoot y'all an email. You let me know. But 13 Loon is one of my favorite marketplaces for beauty. It sells brands and products from specifically black and brown owned businesses and the products they sell are high quality clean beauty and inclusive of every single race and gender so even me a white woman i love to shop their offerings i love to shop their products i have bought a few products from them and recently 
There is an eye serum that I have absolutely been loving. I'm obsessed with it. It has like an oil texture and you can use it all over your face. But honestly, if, if you have been wondering if it's time for you to get an eye cream, this is your sign. Get that eye cream, invest in yourself, do the damn thing. And the one that I got is Luxie Beauty, L-U-X-C-E-Y. You can obviously shop directly from the brand or check them out on 13 Loon. I really, really love this eye oil serum. But yeah, other than that, there's like really not a lot of hubbub going on in the beauty news space. The biggest thing that keeps coming up, I think, is sustainability. So more and more people are learning about the environment. More and more people are learning about how the global supply chain and global production of all of these products, especially a ColourPop or these other brands that are dropping these so many of these products so quickly. It's kind of like the fast fashion of beauty. You have all of these SKUs dropping so quickly, so frequently, and it's a problem because a lot of them are done in non-biodegradable packaging or non-recyclable packaging, and so it's just a strain on our world. And this is not a science podcast. I'm not about to tell you about the intricacies of climate change and all of that, but ultimately there are more people that by consumers of beauty products that are getting more in tune of what is happening in our world, in our environment, and how the beauty industry is contributing to a lot of the problems in terms of just junk on our planet. Again, reference Wally, highly recommend. So personally, I've been leaning into more longer term investment, sustainable clean beauty options and I've been more focused on taking the time to look at the products that are thoughtful and work and have really really great culture behind them and a really great founder behind them versus just these fast fashion rotating drops right like I'm just gonna say it ColourPop is the forever 21 of beauty I'm sorry if you come for me for that statement you might But you can't deny that when you sit with it and you roll it around in your mind, it's true. It's true. And no hate, no shade to either of those companies. You keep buying them if that's your choice. Personally, I have chosen to not shop fast fashion and not shop fast beauty and instead focus on the products that are in the world that are being thoughtfully made. And I think we're seeing a huge trend in consumer thoughtfulness in this regard. And that's really powerful to see. I know that I saw something about L'Oreal. Okay, yes, I pulled up the article here. The article is from Business of Fashion and it says L'Oreal responds to push for natural ingredients in makeup. They're aiming to derive nearly all of their ingredients from renewable plant sources and abundant minerals by 2030. So basically, this article talks about how there has been a trend of customers that want the their skincare and their makeup to come from natural components. So we're seeing a lot of natural beauty, a lot of clean beauty, as well as products that can be recycled. So in packaging that is sustainable. And so this trend has been compounded by the pandemic. It's we've become more thoughtful of who we are, where we're putting our money, what causes are we supporting, what are we 
using. Remember that peak in the beginning of, of quarantine, in the very beginning of the pandemic when it hit America and we were all just like buying, 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 buying. Like I get it. Retail therapy is a thing. And I still do that sometimes where I'll just go into a manic state and just be like, I need these things and bulk order from like way too many people. But we've had time to sit with ourselves. We've had time to kind of say, okay, I have been using retail therapy. I have been ordering from Amazon maybe every day, maybe every week, and it's still not making me feel fulfilled. So then we had all of these other months to kind of sit, maybe, unless you're a frontline worker or you're an essential worker that's needed to be out there in the world. Thank you so much. You are true, true, true heroes. And I doubt you've had time to kind of sit and and take a lot of what's going on in the world in because you've just had to be on. And I can't imagine how hard that is. And I just say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but for, for, for the people that were lucky enough to be able to work from home or stay home, a lot of us had that time, that extra time to really think about what am I putting out into the world? What am I contributing with my dollars? What am I contributing with my voice? And so this trend of, well, I've learned more about the environment and what's fucking it up royally. So when it comes to the things that I buy, especially my beauty products, this is what I want. I want natural, clean components. I want the packaging to be recyclable or biodegradable. I want it to go back into the earth from which it came. So, I mean, we'll see. L'Oreal is a huge, huge powerhouse, and they've said, this article says that over the next 10 years, they have vowed that 95% of the ingredients across all of its brands, because you know, L'Oreal owns L'Oreal, they own Maybelline, they own Lancome, they own so many like of the brands that we see in the stores and online. So across all its brands and ranges would come from plants and flowers that can be renewed or replanted and minerals that can be found in abundance up from around 70% now. Um, I really hope that this is, this is genuine and I really hope that it's not just greenwashing. It's not just going to be, Hey, we heard you wanted this. So here's our half-assed version. I don't know. L'Oreal's working overtime. They're really chugging along and really trying to give us this, you know, bring us to the future right? L'Oreal is trying to be like the SpaceX Tesla of the beauty industry. I am in a, I am living in a, in a very relative state of mind currently, obviously, but you know, L'Oreal is trying to give us AI with the Perso. L'Oreal is trying to give us 95% plant ingredients by 2030 and sustainable packaging. This is huge. And this is meaningful that a big company like this is doing. So I'm very grateful, but I'm also hopeful that it won't be greenwashed. It won't be just, hey, we're going to put in the bare minimum on this and like see how we can still make money. Right. So here's hoping. I've also been waiting for the Perso to come out since like 2019. You've heard me talking about it. So, I mean, we'll see. I'm excited and I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful we can kind of be together in this. And while we're hoping for things, I am hoping for a reality in my lifetime where we stop making a big deal out of women not wearing makeup. So every morning I roll out of bed, I hop on my laptop and I look at the headlines of the day. I specifically go on Google News. I follow the beauty topic. So 
I see all the newest beauty headlines and I just look and see what's going on in the world. But I was scrolling today and I saw three separate articles, three separate articles where one was like, Katherine Hahn goes makeup free and talks about her acne. Um, Katie Holmes goes makeup free and talks about aging gracefully. And then Katie Couric was the third one. And it was like, Katie Couric in a makeup free selfie. And it's just like, why, why have we not yet normalized that women don't need to wear makeup? Like, it's not a requirement to exist. It has become, like, the thing. But honestly, Katherine Hahn has acne. So do I. Um, Katie Holmes has wrinkles. So do I. So do most women. So do most people. Oh, and here's the other fun fact. You will never see an article where it's like, oh, Brad Pitt goes makeup free. Whereas in reality, like most of the photo shoots, TV appearances, red carpets, all of that stuff, the men are wearing makeup. Like the men are groomed by a professional makeup artist. Hate to, you know, shatter the illusion for you, but that's the reality. So it's just, it just feels a little hypocritical and it really got my pot simmering when I log on and I see three separate female celebrities, three separate articles from three separate separate publications talking about makeup free and brave. Like, how about normal? How about this is just the way this person looks? And also acknowledging that more men, that men in Hollywood and like models and all that like wear makeup. This whole gendering of beauty and the beauty industry is such it's, I don't even know the right word. It's like frustrating me so much, but it's just so silly. It really is so silly. And it's such a scheme and it's such a hyped up kind of ideology. And I hope that in my lifetime, I mean, it's 2021. Why are we not just accepting what, how people naturally look? Why do we feel the need to like pass judgment if they're not wearing makeup or make them feel pressure to wear makeup? Like it's so silly. But my hope is that in my lifetime, we'll just look at people and just accept them for how they look and who they are and, you know, accept them for who they are. Don't expect them to be different, but also if who they are and who you are don't really mesh, then know that you can not interact, right? So you can accept who they are, but you don't have to accept them into your life if they differ from your beliefs or your ideologies or the people you want around you, basically. Anyway, this is getting too modeled. I am going to go hop off. I've loved talking to you this week. I know it's been more of a rant, rave, etc. There's just like a smorgasbord of things going on, but also not going on. And I did almost lose my mind when I cut off sugar that first day. First day was a rough day. So I will talk to you next week. Please follow me at MUA Chronicle. Don't forget to send your paranormal experiences, your ghost stories, your UFO sightings. Slide into my DMs. Hit me with those. You'll be featured on the Peony or slide on into the Peony's DMs at the Peony Podcast. Throw us a follow while you are there. And I will talk to you right here next week. What is the topic? I don't know. We're just kind of waiting it now. Okay. Take care. I love you. Thank you for reaching out. DM me, reach out again. Let's talk. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Please subscribe, rate, and leave us a review and tell your friends about the Makeup Artist Chronicle too. 
You can always get more content on Instagram at MUA Chronicle, so don't forget to follow me there. And while you're following The Chronicle on social and on Spotify, also be sure to check out Lady Bree, who sings our theme song, Microphone. Throw some follows her way. Talk to you soon. Give me that microphone.